Hey, this is Heather from Kickin' Valentina, and you're listening to these three crazy-ass motherfuckers, The Dave and Steve Show. Previously on The Dave and Steve Show. Why did the Hulk just take the thing from Thor? Why? What is that? And he's like, well, do you remember at the end of the, the 17th Avengers film, that was the thing that Loki wanted, but he actually gave to Spider-Man, so Spider-Man could shoot it in his web at Captain America's face, and Captain America could fly it over to Hawkeye, and Hawkeye could shoot it out of the arrow, and I'd be like... No, it's uh, it's about a little boy whose uh, whose uh, best friend is uh, is is a is an imaginary friend uh, who is. Adolf. So what did you do last week, Dave? <laughs> My fatigue was way long ago. And when Linda Carter stopped being Wonder Woman, <laughs> I was like, we're we're done. Well, that's DC, Tracy. And I know you just made Steve's butt pucker by. No, by... no, it was totally fine. That was that was that was sol- that was a solid joke. <laughs> I'm going to try not to use any specifics in this story because I it, it has a happy ending. But it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Going to, uh, I really loved going and seeing the, the the Millennium Falcon sitting down there in the Star Trek. Oh, the Gosh. Star Wars! Uh, Stop the show! If, if I respect that. They're getting true. a bunch of sugar emojis that they're probably you know doing a lot of the the. Yeah, the it's sugar. like for those of you out there, uh, your daughter's not really into that much eggplant. Just mark my words. Yeah. <laughs> He never eats eggplant at home. This is strange. <laughs> uh, my new favorite way to travel someplace more than five hours away is to uh, take an Ambien just before getting on the plane, get on the plane, fall asleep, and then I wake up there. Ding, 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 ding. Well, uh, for other people, uh, like Tracy said, uh, they kind of go with Back to the Future. Yeah. Back to the Future. <laughs> Back to the Future. <laughs> Show number 90 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave. On assignment tonight is Steve. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. You know, I'm beginning to think that this new year is going to work out. Okay, I think so. Off and running on show number 90. Are you saying it's going to work out because Steve's not here? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that's... All of it, but I'm saying it's a significant part of it. I mean, it definitely is contributing to it. I, ap- sure. I appreciate your optimism, Tracy. I really do, which is why I'm going to start this show off with an incredible downer. Uh, between the last time we recorded and the, and this time of us recording, Betty White has passed away. Yeah. And I wanted, unfortunately, Steve wasn't able to join us this week. I did want Steve to be here because I knew he'd have some thoughts and opinions on Betty White. Betty White is one of those... She's one of those people where you're hard pressed to find somebody who didn't love Betty White. And I it, it it wasn't just because she had done what she had done for a long time. I personally think it's because she didn't ever bring there were there were no politics, there was no nothing. Her 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 utmost goal in life was just to entertain people and make feel, people feel better when she walked on screen than when she did before or than they did before she walked on the screen. And so it is there. I do. I actually have one clip. And so when Betty White passed away, I immediately thought of this because it's a clip from the golden girls 
and I remember this. I don't know why. I think it was probably because if you think about my age at the time that this clip played, it was I was probably, I don't know, mid-teens. We'll just say 13, 14, probably right in that range. And I remember at the time, network TV, things like the Golden Girls and you had the TGI Friday and all that type of stuff. It was very saccharine. It was just people didn't really say dirty things. We didn't have what for we our have younger now. audience. Yeah. Saccharin is a saccharin sodium is a substitute for sugar. So it means that it's sweet and even in a fake way. The point is we had <laughs> I mean, we just had we had terrible TV for the most part. It was, you know, Family Matters and those types of shows. It was it was really bad. And so. As a teenage boy, I was bored by most of the shows that my parents watched. But at the time, just like a lot of people, we had three or four channels. We didn't have cable because we were way out in the country. So you you had to pick the thing that was on and you had to watch it. And if it was a sitcom, we were probably going to watch it because at least it was some kind of attempt at humor. So right. this, I remember as a teenage boy hearing this and just being, it it made me laugh so hard. And this has always stuck with me as like the, the memorable Betty White clip that I can remember. He worked at Lars Erickson's drugstore and tackle shop. He was a soda jerk. Now that I think about it, he was the town jerk. Every Saturday afternoon, I'd go in and have a Sunday. Well, Nils would arrange the ice cream scoops in an obscene way. <laughs> because by the time I would take it home to show my father the... <laughs> the evidence had melted. <laughs> to this day, every time I pass a, an ice cream parlor or a tackle shop, I blush. <laughs> so that was the one I remember as a, as a teenage boy watching that with my parents and thinking that was the most hilarious thing I'd ever heard in my life, partly because I just thought of a dick shaped ice cream treat that she had to try and carry home. It really kind of, yeah, that kind of fits into the, the, the our, our show a little bit. Yeah. So it, then it's almost as if we were writers for that show. And just... I said I was going to make the, the intro to this show kind of a downer and we're going to keep this going because... I just mentioned like TGI Friday and mm -hmm. those types of shows, Family Matters, all that. One of those shows was called Full House. We all know oh, Full I House. Know. Just moments before we started recording, I found out Bob Saget passed away, which, listen, Bob Saget on that show was awful. Bob Saget on America's Funniest Home Videos was awful. But that was not the Bob Saget that did the Bob Saget stand-up. If you actually see his stand-up, he's a very funny and very blue comedian. Yeah, I think I saw him on uh, Howard Stern yeah. uh, before. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he was a lot edgier and, and maybe even a little angrier than he was. So he had range. And you're right, just before... Just before uh, we went on, I saw that he had passed away. And really, when you pass away in in a Florida hotel room. Yeah. That's never good news. Like, uh, it's yeah. that that's going to end up being something like so terrible. The news won't cover it or it'll be just natural causes. That, that's what I was is... going to say. The a Florida hotel room, it, it can literally run the gamut. Any, anything could happen. We could find out <clears throat> that he was poisoned by a Russian operative using some kind of nuclear pill that he injected into him while he was sleeping. We could find out it was a drug overdose, or we could just find out he just 
died of a heart attack or something like that. I mean, it, it really could be anything along the way. Hey, just so we're clear, Steve's the preoccupied one on this show. Now, this thing's just buzzing <laughs> off the chart, and uh, all of a sudden it's catching up on notifications. It's a phone I don't <laughs> use anymore except for reading. It's your burner and, phone? Yeah, it's my burner phone, and it's just going off. It's trying to shut it off. Uh, this damn thing was uh, going nuts on me. So anyway, Bob Saget, Betty White both passed away. Sad to see that. We said Bob Saget. We talked about how he works blue and says a lot of swear words or used to say a lot of swear words. That made me think <laughs> in listening to, because <clears throat> I always have to go back and gather the previously on clips for this show. So for last week, I listened to the show, gather all the clips, pull them out, put them at the beginning of each show. As I was listening to last week's show, I realized that I said the F word at a certain point, And, and I you, actually and you promised you were going to bleep it I out. I said I was going to bleep did. it. And I did not. I did the not. The angry male yeah. we get. Yeah, right. When we promise something and don't and don't deliver it, it is it is one of those things of like, we're listed as an M-rated show. We're we're marked the right way as adult only through all the different channels, all the different sources of getting a podcast. And yet, I feel bad when I let an F-word slip through, and I feel like I have to go and bleep it, and I don't. There's no reason why we have. We're all adults here. I don't know of any like. I think our youngest listener is probably, with any kind of consistency, is probably Steve's son, who's 16. Yeah, I, my oldest son listens, and sure. he just turned 16, so. And they, listen, just, my son is, is 14 as of December, and just this week, I showed him the original Jackass movie. Oh my uh, gosh. And then I, of course, then I showed him Jackass 2, because he wanted to keep watching, and at the that, end of, that was my next question. Yeah, at the end of Jackass 2, and there's a lot of, there's a, you know, with each film, they kind of try and outdo themselves. But there's a lot of gross stuff in Jackass 2. Uh, that's the one where they uh, jerk the horse off and then they drink the horse semen. That's the one where the guy goes into the hardware store and poops in the non-functioning toilet. Uh, there, right. There's a lot. Of, and so, and as these things were happening, he was... He was grossed out. I mean, he was there's a lot of there's a lot of moments in that show where people vomit because like cameramen because they can't stomach what they're seeing. So I was at a certain point I was like, okay, I think this is probably it's almost like when your dad has you smoke the entire pack of cigarettes so you never <laughs> want to have a cigarette again. I thought to myself like this has probably gone too far. He's probably going to want to break from this. That was 2 nights ago. Last night we had a few people over. We played some board games, things like that, just friends of the family. They all leave. It's late. It's probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And my son says, do you think we could complete the trilogy tonight? Oh, wow. Of Jackass. So he did want to see. But he, he deliberately <clears throat> made sure mom was in bed. Right. So this right. is all a very long-winded. And she, she's aware. She just basically said, don't be an idiot and try anything that those idiots try. But this is a very long-winded way of saying the people who listen to the show, even if it was my son who's 14, he's heard all those words by now. I'm sure all of his friends and him say all those words when they're out of adult hearing. Out of adult hearing? I think they still have uh, adult the, uh, hearing. Out of the, uh, uh, the Out of the earshot. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of adults. They, they say those things. So I, I right. don't know why I got so wrapped yes, around my that. pastor this morning, F-bombs, <laughs> all <laughs> yeah, through the yeah. sermon. I was like, it's everywhere. It really but is. I, but I blushed when I heard me say the F word and say, and I think it was probably because I said I was going to bleep it out and I forgot to do it. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I forgot to, 
Ble- but I, I truly was embarrassed for a moment. I, I don't well, know. Why. I mean, it's a, I think it's a thing that we do to. Uh, the thing is this, though. Being funny isn't about being all out all the time. Otherwise, you have to keep going. Just like I said, Jackass one, two, three. Right. Comedy runs its course. Restraint has its own sort of funny piece of it, too. And so when you bleep out something that is common it actually adds a different element of funny to it because it's it's a fake modesty which it's entertainment a half of what we do on the show well i say half but it's fake yeah 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 i think about i think about a show like the office and you think about how many times they pick and choose when they're going to say like when they're going to drop an f-bomb or something like that and they of course bleep it for because it was on network tv but to your point it's also comedically better if that yes. if that was a non bleeped f bomb that they dropped, it would not land as well as having the bleep on it because it's so out of character for those characters who never say those words that when you hear it bleeped and you realize they've been pushed to that point, that's, right? That's fun. They're not supposed to say it. You're not supposed to hear it, and then yep. your your brain fills in the the comedy fun, and then you stay for the commercials. Correct. And, Correct. And buy cornflakes or whatever. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So Tracy, I wanted to talk. One of the things that I wanted to mention to you. If you've got things you did last week, we can get to that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. I just had because Steve is out this week, I figured we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't hold to our normal show. I don't know if this is going to go a full hour. I don't. But I just figured format wise, I just had a few things that I wanted to, frankly, just kind of ask you about as far as. So t- my son, his uh, his lacrosse season is kind of getting back into gear again. We're starting to and the, the seasons always kick off the same way. They they kick off with clinics. And they have a few clinics through the month of January, kind of get the boys warmed back up again. And girls. I mean, there's girls lacrosse as well. I'm just saying for us, it's we have a boy on a boy's team. So they'll do these these warm-up clinics and all that kind of stuff. And so we had our first one today, very first one of the year. And it my, my son does have a couple of uh, players that he plays with on the team, but their parents weren't there. So it was just me, my son, and then mm-hmm. a bunch of random strangers, typically mostly dads, waiting for their son to get this 90-minute clinic over so they can take him home. So I'm just watching lacrosse. I'm watching the, the clinic and watching the drills they're going through. And this guy just, you know, it was one of the typical, like, boy, they seem a little rusty after all that. Like, he turned and just started making small talk with me, which is totally mm-hmm. fine. I've said to my wife a million times, I, I'm, and I've said on the show even, I, am a, I don't know which one it is. I'm either an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert. I think I'm an extroverted introvert. But I can talk to people, but I don't like talking to people that I don't know. I, I'm not good at small talk with strangers. It just doesn't, it never, it always just makes me uncomfortable. I feel like I'm trying too hard, all that. I get up in my head and I just, I don't like it. So this, but this guy starts talking to me and I will always engage. I'll always <clears throat> talk back with somebody. Turns out this guy was very talkative and he wanted to talk more about, you know, then he was talking about the house that they used to have that they, where they lived previously in Everett. And then they moved to this town of Monroe and now they're in Monroe and they're way out in the middle of nowhere. Cause they want to kind of be off the grid. And like, it just kind of went on and on and on. Sure. And as we talked, it was one of those things where we mutually, without saying it out loud, we mutually agreed that we were going to dance around politics. We were going to dance around topics of the world, but we weren't going to come right out and say, who'd you vote for or anything like that. We were going to try and feel each other out to see where we stood on these things. So it took us a good 15 minutes of small talk, but we eventually got to the point where I'd, it doesn't matter what our political beliefs are. 
we were on obvious opposite sides of the spectrum. So th this is 15 minutes. This is like a really good date and you're really on second base. <laughs> That's right. And it, it really took, a, it took a lot of, it took a lot of, um, yeah, I had these young people move in, you know, down the road for me and, and, uh, you know, they put some of their signs out and things and hey, listen, I'm okay. You can put it, it's your property. You put whatever sign you want in there, but you know, they, you know, some of their candidate choices and stuff I called into question, like he wasn't giving specifics, but he was still saying things. The point of all this is as we talked, we both fully agreed that even though we were on opposite sides of the, the political aisle in most likely a lot of cases, we still believed that we, we didn't, we still enjoyed talking to each other. We hope right. we, we said, I wish more people could do this where they could just not immediately go to, well, you don't believe in a hundred percent of the things I believe in. Therefore I'm done talking right. to you. You're a dipshit who doesn't know anything. And I'm going to go stand over here. We had a great conversation. We said, we'll see you next week. I, you know, I'm sure we'll talk some more at the next lacrosse clinic that we have knowing full and full good and well that Again, we probably voted very different from one another in all of the previous elections, not just the last election. So my question to you is this. Do you feel like this is a squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of thing where there's a yes, there are a select group of extremists on both sides that get most of the headlines. But by and large, because I feel like by and large, I'm fingering I'm putting a finger in the air here. 60 to 70 percent of Americans can probably get along just fine and be okay mm -hmm. with the fact that somebody voted for somebody else and still coexist absolutely fine with one another. And that number might even be higher, but I feel like we're being taught that can't happen. That's not a thing that should yeah. happen. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. And I, and I agree with you completely. I, and I think the number would be higher because I think that, but this, the, 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 the scenario you described is exactly what I experienced at a practice uh, soccer practice at the end of summer and my son Tiernan, his, his, uh, second, uh, his, uh, coach from last year, uh, was very talkative guy, very right. talkative. I, again, I knew like where he lived in California, yeah. where he's moved twice. His wife let him retire early and she works so-and-so and he did some contracting here and there, but he's just happy to like, he had a, a son later in life and now he's spending this time. To, so I also know like that he was a volunteer in a political campaign back in, you know, just not all that long ago. Yeah. And that he, he was in, he was an offer to the, to the extent that he would mobilize, get out the vote in certain States, depending sure. on what state needed it. So like he could be two hours from an airport on a plane and get an organized, get out the vote. Uh, so he was a, he was an activist right, in right. this. He has distinct political opinions, Many of them are nowhere near where I believe politically. Yeah. Um, but um, but as he discovered that I'm not uninformed, I simply just have different views. But what I do believe is that most people actually want the same things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so when we want yeah. the same things, we have very I mean, the most 70, 80 percent of the people have the same values. And so that they believe, you know, that they're they're they listen, they think, they look at experience, they draw conclusions based upon a number of different things, and they determine like, I think this might be the best way to achieve this thing. And then the uh, another group may have 
biases or fears or other things that inform their opinions again to get the same things right there are extremists on both sides which probably end up being about 30 percent of the population that don't have the same values and by the way they don't want the same things right and those are the people you're not talking to really that often yeah well and so it's you can have these conversations and you can disagree and be great and neighborly and uh all those things and uh and nobody gives a rip we don't have to like pick at each other's houses or anything stupid and we've talked about it on this show before i think a a perfect example is this show yeah i think i am i do i do firmly believe i'm sort of the middle between you and steve i think I, i i sort of lay somewhere in the middle and and to your point that has a lot to do with my upbringing. I was I was raised in a conservative culture, a very red culture here in the States, uh, surrounded by a lot of hardworking, blue-collar people. Then I moved to the Seattle area. I was surrounded by nothing but blue people right. with very different opinions and very different upbringings. They did not... It's not to say everybody... I'm not generalizing on either side because there's, there's things that can happen on either side, but... If you grow up a certain way, if you grow up in a city or anything like that, that's not the same as growing up on a farm. Just like if you grew up on a farm, it's not the same way as growing up in a city. You don't have that perspective. And so Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough just because the way that life worked out that I was forced to, I've said before, I think I might still be on that farm if things completely out of my control hadn't happened to move me to this other area. And I'm grateful that they did because it opened me up to all new perspectives. It opened me up to all new things. I had never, not only had I never had a black friend before. Right. I don't know that I had spoken more than 20 seconds to a person of color other. And and that would be like at a, you know, I I mean, I'm making this up. I don't even have good sound examples, but at a sporting event, I said, excuse me to somebody so I could get around them to get to the nacho cheese for my chips or whatever it was like that was it. And so I got to move over here and I got to experience a whole new level of things. Mm-hmm. It goes both ways. Like the, the people who have grown up in this in this very uh, city based setting haven't experienced those other things. They they don't know how difficult it is when you're in a ginormous city and you make a law that might help your ginormous city that can have really negative effects on joe farmer who's yeah, nowhere ne- near- yeah a neighboring rural area correct right? correct king county is a great example so seattle is the city seat that's where all the laws are being made yep. east king county is is dairy and yep. i mean what's left of the dairy industry meat industry yep it's very agricultural and uh so you get that divide based on on basically that Tip, I mean, it's the subject of children's books about right. city mouse and the ch- in right. the in the country mouse. It's it's not it's not unique, but sure. yeah, it's a and it's a good reason why people that just don't trust whoever the other people are. Well, and this is, and the, we'll move on from this. But the the last thing I will say on this is, just I would just say for anybody listening to this right now, just be really just be really mindful and be really retrospective as far as everything that influences who you are and what you do. And what I mean by that is I see, again, I see it on, and I'm not the only one to say this. I'm not saying I'm some, you know, super smart person who I've, I've found the key that nobody else knows about. Lots of people know this. My point is a lot of, and this goes back to, I say, I try not to get into conspiracy theories too much, but I don't, I guess this wouldn't technically be a conspiracy theory, but 
9-11 happened here in the States, and it was horrific, and it was tragic. And what happened? Everybody tuned into the news, and they tuned into the news in droves. They watched the news 24-7, myself included. You watched the news right. every single moment you could following those attacks because you wanted to see if there was going to be more. You wanted to know what was going to happen. What are we doing about it? Are we going to catch the people? All that kind of stuff. So after that all sort of subsided and eventually resolved, the news organizations now had this, they had had a taste of what that was like to have those types of once in a lifetime ratings. How did those ratings come about? They came about through fear. They came about through people being scared to death of, are we going to get attacked again? Where did this attack come from? Who did this? It, it, bottom line was it was fear. And are they going to take my America from me that I know as my America? So all of the news organizations on both sides, I'm not singling out any news organization on both sides said we've always said fear is a great way to get ratings let's double down on that let's yeah, triple down it became on that. a great template for uh showing us the news your way of life yeah. is about to get taken from you if you don't do something about it right now your way of life is going to get taken from you and again this is on the left and the right both sides did it and so the result is everybody now thinks that the other side is out to take something from them when in reality as i've said many times we're all just bags of meat trying to get by we're all frank nobody i'm not concerned about taking anything from tracy or steve or anybody else i'm concerned about paying my mortgage i i i'm gonna i'm okay with taking some things from steve and i have a <laughs> list of things we can get to in a little bit putting food on my plate on my kids plates paying for their education. Those are the types of things that I worry about. And back to your point, Tracy, of like, maybe it's higher than 70%. I would say that's 90% or better of what most people care about in this country is taking care of their loved ones. And, and basically when they pass away, having something they can hand to their kids, hopefully to get them further along in life and just keep that cycle going. And so this was just a it was just a moment of reflection after I got in the car and my son and I had a great conversation about it as we drove home of just don't immediately dismiss somebody because they've got different views from you. Just talk to them and chances are you're going to a, a great example. This dad and I, again, very different views on, on a lot of things, I'm sure. We started talking about Yellowstone, the TV show. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that show? And oh, and season three when the thing and the, all of a sudden we were just talking about Yellowstone because, hey, we everybody likes TV and it was entertainment and it allows you to disconnect from your day to day life of trying to put food on the table and pay the mortgage. So you can find those things. And that's all I'm saying is just go out and find those things. Back to you, Tracy. Yeah, um, sure. Whatever. And uh, I. uh <laughs> I yeah I I agree I I and the, I politics probably in general might be the dumbest thing in the world to um, argue about because it is um, it is it's maybe Dungeons and Dragons for super super smart people maybe or something I don't know or <laughs> people who are informed it's none of the stuff that you uh, that's being talked about you can do really much about in in the anyway so. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so now let's get to the things that everybody really wants to know about. So uh, yesterday I replaced a, a doorknob on my oh, house. Oh, really? Was, was it an interior door or exterior, exterior. door? Yeah, yeah. It was oh, a, yeah it was those a, are tough. It was a mammy jammy and uh, brought my son along for the ride. Uh, I do the same thing with my son every time we do something like this because I want, I've said before on the show, I had a dad who was great at fixing anything. He could literally fix anything, anything that you put in front of him, cars, house, things. 
hey, uh, the weed whacker, something in the engine broke. Oh, here, let me crack it open. A few minutes later, it's working again. He was that guy, but he didn't tell me shit about how to do any of that stuff. He would just say, here, give it to me. He would go into the shop and fix it, and he'd bring it Your back. Your dad and-, and my dad must have hung out together and <laughs> tried to figure out ways to screw their sons because uh, they definitely saw eye to eye on this So, one. So I, didn't, I don't want that same thing. If, if there's something, even if it's something as stupid as replacing a doorknob, I want to bring my son and my daughter. When My daughter is, for anybody listening, Steve, I'm not only bringing my son along because he's a guy and she's a girl. She's at the age right now where she doesn't give a shit about any of that kind of stuff, just like he didn't care about that stuff a few years ago. He's only starting to get to the point now where he even mildly cares about how you change lawnmower blades on a lawnmower. I'm gonna, I'll bring her along at some point, but it's now's not the time. Now's the time to be showing this stuff to him. So I, I show, I'm, I'm showing him how to do the doorknob, and he said, where did you learn how to do this? Now, where I learned how to do this was on a YouTube video the night before. I looked up right. on YouTube how to replace right. the doorknob because I didn't YouTube's have it. a dad I never had. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's totally right. And, and, and my dad would not show me old poison videos and, and rat and warrant videos. Like he what would, the hell? He would never show you me You speak this. so yeah. kindly of him. And yeah. then this kind of yeah, I this know. shady stuff comes I out. And then I, my, my, yeah. my faith is shaken. Yeah, I know. Uh, but... Uh, so I just said to my son, you know, well, it's just one of those things you pick up over time. And I kind of glossed over it. I didn't, I didn't want to get into it too much. I didn't mean, I I just just didn't, I didn't lie to him. I just didn't go. You just look in your browser history (laughs) and the last five things are like, for the love of God, show me how to replace an indoor. I didn't lie to him. I just said it's something you learn over time. What I meant by time was the time it took to watch the YouTube video that showed me how sure. to replace a doorknob. That, that's so, the part he didn't really. So it's all it's all there in the details. And uh, but we got the doorknob replaced. Everything works great. It was my wife is for those of you who don't know, my wife is a petite person. Uh, she is she's much smaller than I am. I mean, she's easily a, a foot shorter, a little over a foot shorter. And I outweigh her by a gajillion pounds. And yet she has single-handedly torn apart more stuff in our house through sheer force than I could ever do if I spent the rest of my life trying to catch up with her. She, yeah. She's the one who, you know, oh, wh- I come walking into the, the uh, kitchen one morning in one of our previous houses and she's holding the handle to the refrigerator. And it's not as though like the bolts fell out and the handle came off in her hand. It is broken at the top and bottom. And I said, what happened? And she said, well, it had sealed really hard. And so I just gave it a good yank and this broke off in my hands. There are times where she will like she's anything that we have, any power tool, anything like that. We had a pressure washer. My wife used the pressure washer for literally like a half a day. And the pressure washer was completely busted because she was actually like she kept scraping the nozzle against the ground accidentally and she broke the end of the nozzle off. She stepped on the hose and accidentally knocked over the pressure washer while she was doing it. She broke the she, connection. She's where the aggressive hose... is what you're saying. We, we jokingly always say Tessa smash because she's like the Hulk. She she goes into this rage and she starts breaking things. So my wife, because that doorknob had been sticky. My wife has learned to k- literally kick the door open. So she turns the knob with her hand as far as she can, and then she puts her foot up and she kicks hard on the door. And so it's right below my office. And so I will just hear this as I'm on a meeting and I know my wife's home because she's just literally kicked the door in. So we go to replace this doorknob 
And now the frame around the door has this massive crack that runs right. all the way down it. Because guess what? If you kick a door in enough times, you're going to break the framing around the door as well. Yeah, I've seen enough DEA raids <laughs> to know exactly that's true. So I could barely get through the YouTube video on how to replace the doorknob. I sure as hell am not going to replace a frame. So at some point, I'm going to have to hire somebody to come out and yeah, replace the door. Yeah, Phil come over and do it. Yeah, just exactly. rub some poop yeah. on it. Yep. And he'll be fine with that's, it. That's how, that's how it works. Uh, the rest of the stuff, I'm looking at my list here. The rest of the stuff that I have is 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 not worth talking about unless you have stuff that is not worth talking about tracy and then my stuff might be more worth talking about than you're not worth talking about stuff uh, well one of the things i did uh this week was i i watched a couple of movies and uh that's that's not normal for me one of them came at your recommendation but i still watched it and yeah, uh the other that. one i decided uh i would watch and there was this kind of comes on the tails of the the you know your kind of opening topic here a little bit about a thing that kind of hollywood has had a kind of a problem with is that hollywood has its tropes and that when it uh, has storylines that kind of go in certain directions they always kind of seem to go the same direction uh so one of them is with like politics in general uh they they're they're very good about making sure that in politics if something is a, if a politician is a character they're either an evil greedy politician of one party or uh somebody you know looking up at the little guy yeah who's got a good heart and he's altruistic and all those kinds of things and so they've kind of always treated it that way and uh and the other was like in history even like the the like the McCarthy hearings. There's a, there were a couple of hearings historically, but they kind of always just sort of bundle it down to um, a couple of uh, of one particular uh, hearing in history. So when whenever government was like looking for communists, it's always kind of a uh, this sort of signal of like overreach and that they you know they want to police your yeah. mind yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know those yeah. kinds of things. And and I remember watching a. Uh, 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 a Jim Carrey movie, The Majestic, which was a great movie, except it had this really weird, almost off story about this guy sitting before like these these hearings and con uh, about whether or not he was a communist, and it was a uh, and it was weird, and it, it didn't that, feel the, like it belonged in the movie. That's the one about the movie theater, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was a it was a charming movie yeah. about like him restoring this like figure and bringing back a certain era of life, but it had this sort of side story that was like like they needed another thirty minutes in the film and um, and just borrowed it from another film that kind of covered this. And it was always just kind of the same thing where somebody who, you know, outsmarts the committee because the committee's all stupid and everything, you know, and, and, you know, it, it's kind of dumb, but interestingly, two movies that kind of didn't do these things. And it was, uh, one was being the Ricardos on, uh, on Amazon prime. And it was a kind of a, Nicole Kidman was in it and it was kind of Lucy and uh, Desi Arnaz during the highlight of like the, I love Lucy show. Yep. And it is a fantastic film, but what's interesting is it kind of, no spoilers here, but it kind of covers that what it chronicles is this basically this really short period of time where Lucy is kind of discovered for having some kind of dubious loose connections to communism at this time. And so this was not seen as good in the newspaper. So this is like cancel culture, modern day cancel culture, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, jacked back about 60, 70 years. And so, uh, 
there's there's stuff to deal with you know and tv's new and she's a big star and in the biggest star in this one particular studio and so you know what was going to happen but it was interesting was is that desi's from cuba and his father was in fact in real life a mayor of a, a town and they they escaped cuba to come to the united states and he describes that and so what these types of things these sort of like communist hunts are always like code for other things and hollywood has always done this yeah but hollywood did this down the middle which is what they never do and they allowed like what happened to desi to be terrible and the connections to be dubious and the the misgivings or the, the the missteps of this committee to be what they were. And people get to have their opinions. And you saw actually the real like amalgam of opinions yeah. that form like Americans <clears throat> uh, that even that they conflict, that they kind of wanted the same things and were able to do the same things and everything got to be what it was. And it was treated historically probably accurate because it kind of just played down the middle. And that was like, really i was i kept waiting for the real like preachy hollywood thing that i was going to roll my yeah, eyes at yeah, yeah. It never happened and it was really cool so i thought man i commented afterwards like wow that was refreshing it was a good film i felt like really good about it it was really interesting and so then on your recommendation well, wait I a watched, minute wait a minute because i i'm what? gonna let you get to that but i do have a question for you yeah i have a question as far as because you, you said cancel culture and you said things, you know, based on people's beliefs and the fact that she was a number one star. And then there mm -hmm. there was this thing that might have happened depending on. And I'm not talking like maybe I even am. I don't know. I was about to say I'm not talking like Bill Cosby shit where he did like right, completely right. deplorable stuff. I'm talking what would spring to mind for me first was do you have people in your music catalog, artists in your music catalog that, you know, you deeply disagree with from a political standpoint or from a belief standpoint and i say this because i have i have relatives and friends who i both i know both have given up on an artist will no longer listen to an artist even though they love that mm -hmm. artist's music because they have differing beliefs. Do you have anybody like that in your catalog? You don't have to name who it is or anything. No, like that. most of my catalog is exactly that and has been my entire life. It's like, cause you and I eighties, uh, sure. Metal yeah. and all those things that was all about things like and lifestyles and things that like, I never really adopted in yeah. any real way. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those things where, uh, artists and actors and actresses, uh, I don't require them to believe about or advocate for the things that I want to entertain me. And I've kind of been used to that really kind of for a long time. And I've never actively boycotted uh, anyone that was act out there doing something because they in real life did something, or at least it was reported that they did something right. that I didn't like. Well, I'll take it a step further and I'll go really probably semi-controversial probably maybe even very controversial i don't know steve would be cringing right now just by that setup alone but a, a good example a prime example would be michael vick the quarterback in the nfl right. who had the dog fighting ring tracy mm -hmm. you know how much i love dogs and you know i would sure. never hurt a dog and i care for my dogs and i cry when my dogs die and the dogs are a part of my life i love animals in general michael vick did something awful with dogs he served his time. He paid his dues that were assigned to him by a court of his peers. 
and I've never understood why now people will they they claim they're going to boycott watching Michael Vick games. They're not going to buy right. any product he's associated with. And I've never understood that because we we have to learn not not to say he shouldn't have known that was not the right thing to do when it came to making illegal dogfighting rings. But the point is, he got caught up in, in something that he shouldn't have been doing. Just like there's very few of us who can say we haven't done that at some point in our lives, maybe not to that level, but something. Right. He paid his dues for it, and now he's done. He's paid his dues. That's the whole point of paying your dues is you have paid your dues, and you get to move on. So I, I think when celebrities, though, become more than just people, they become brands. And right. so, like, you're kind of advocating for a brand or not less of a person. But we don't actually give people permission to actually change and grow in their lives at all. Yeah. And so when I, when I think about, like, in my music catalog, if I kind of looked at it just – a, a large number of people, I'll just grab like Blackie Lawless and Dave Mustaine right out of the gate. So like, um, I love them when they were in like drug problems and partying and all kinds of things and controlled things. And writing about and some I love really them now. dark shit. Like, yeah, right. in, into some areas where like their lives are clearly out of control. This right. is VH1, the darkest VH1, the behind the music, darkest stuff. And so they've clearly have turned much of their life around and they are diametrically different uh, than they used to be because they've they've grown and they see life differently. And there's people who like root for that and people that lament that because they maybe they've sold out, whatever. But you right. forget like people just kind of grow, change their minds, look at things and people don't give celebrities in particular permission to actually be people and like just change their mind right see things right. differently yep okay so, so so i'm sorry i really diverted you you were about to launch into the second movie that you watched yeah you know so don't look up leonardo dicaprio for me i don't know what his politics are but i can tell you there's almost been never any movie he's been in that i haven't liked yeah uh going back all the way to basketball diaries or um or uh growing pains <laughs> so but uh interestingly this was another thing meryl streep no again no spoiler she plays a president uh in this and this movie the 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 pretext the 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 the, the story is that there's a there's a, a, a an extinction comet coming it's going right. to destroy the world and that people don't believe it so it's kind of metaphor for like what people don't believe and believe now inside of like kind of global, you know, catastrophe. So that's fine. So what are they going to do? Are they going to be preaching to us? Are they going to be telling us that we need to be, see things in one way or another? It's like, actually, no, they don't. And so politicians, it was a, one of the, Hollywood did something amazing here. And so this movie did something amazing. They did politics in a way where politicians were a thing, not a party and a lot of times I couldn't tell what party they belonged right. to and it yep. traveled from mm -hmm. one to another. And it was really kind of about how like superficial and ridiculous and short-sighted politicians are in general. Yeah. In general, yeah, yeah, yeah. no matter what. And yeah. so they did a masterful job of just kind of putting like that persona on a really, really wide segment of you know public servants just saying like they didn't do the normal hollywood thing making one party the heroes and the other like the diabolical greedy yep. kind but uh, every 
portrayed them all pretty much as just asshats. But another thing that it did, it was really kind of interesting that Hollywood never does too, is that there was like, there was one character that emerged very later, minor character, but he was this kind of like rebel skateboarder yeah. who was like raised by like super conservative evangelical parents, right? So he's a rebel, he's skateboarding. So what, right? That's all bullshit. He hates his parents. No, didn't agree with them. He still kind of embraced his faith, found a place in it, and he ends up playing kind of an important role in this aspect and allowed himself to kind of just be a person that grew. And we didn't demonize or really overly celebrate anything he was. He just kind of got to be a character with dimension. And it wasn't weird or celebrated. It was just yeah. normal. To be clear, he, he had dimension, uh, dementia for those right. of you Right. Yeah. Now... now I understand right. that he'll have dementia in the sequel, but <laughs> but he had dimension, so he yeah. had he was a, a like a character that was you know not not a cardboard cutout um, uh, kind of Hollywood trope, but instead he was like a real person with like complicated convictions yeah. that I, allowed I, him to just be at a table with other people that didn't see eye to eye with him necessarily. My favorite part of you watching that movie is I did recommend it to you, <clears throat> and then you responded after. You sent me a message after you watched it, and it says, Don't Look Up was fun. I have some interesting thoughts on it. And yeah. I thought to myself, well, that's kind of a cocky attitude. You don't know if those are, th are interesting thoughts you have, Tracy. You can't deem your own thoughts interesting. Someone but else they has interest to me. That, that's for sure. And that's <laughs> one of the things that I, one of the things that, and let me tell you that this is a bold statement, but I want to assure you that I agree with me. Okay. All right. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that it's a yeah it interests me it was uh it was something that like i i have seen a lot of movies where i'm like oh gosh here we go yeah because uh, i've just seen it and where they uh, i i know like i even knew this even watching like pbs when i was like five years old i knew when entertainment was actually trying to teach me something and i didn't want it to teach me something yeah. so i'd flip over to watch speed racer and it was all just fast girls speed racer trixie his estranged brother and his domineering dad and all the hijinks that came and they weren't trying to teach me a number or a letter or a lesson or make me a better person or a better global citizen they just thrilled me with life's bullshit and that's all i really want and to circle back uh, it's Steve will probably, if he listens to this, he'll probably tell me I was wrong and then he'll remind me of something else. But <laughs> I, I don't, to my knowledge, I don't believe I had access to Speed Racer. I've never seen even a second of Speed Racer. And I, uh, it, it was not anything that was available in, way out in the country on the four channels, three well, channels that we had. There, there's something that happened about the time so that about the time like in the mid 70s when this was on it did disappear from syndication all of a sudden and so it didn't like re-enter my life until i was in my late 30s um so by the you're a little younger than i am so you missed it like completely because right. right. it was just dashed um from but it was uh it was the biggest thing in my life uh that that in the in the rock band kiss were the biggest things in my life Duh, through elementary yeah, school forever yeah. Uh, Tracy, before we take a quick break, anything else? I just want to make sure I did, uh, you covered all of your what you did last week kind of things. Uh, uh, that's all I have for okay. tonight. Yeah, right. sure. Then let's take a quick break and we'll be right back on the Dave and Tracy show. Hi, I'm John Totello. 
You may know me from my incredibly popular line of dog crap shaped cupcakes called defecakes. As I was relaxing at my bar, eating one of my poop shaped pastries, I got to thinking about how sore my butthole was sitting on my bar stool. With chocolate on my fingers and a half piece of poop cake hanging out of my mouth, I should have been over the moon. And yet, I was miserable. And that's when it hit me. A revolution in the bar stool lifestyle. I licked my chocolate covered fingers clean and got to work. The results speak for themselves in something I call John Tortello's stool softeners. Pads that fit over your existing bar stools to pamper your ass and put a spring in your step. Brilliant, ain't it? And regardless of how large or hard your stool is, we've got a stool softener for you. Well, my name isn't John Tortello. These babies are in limited supply and will sell out fast. So come on down to John Tortello's stool softener store on the south end of West Maple in the North Haven shopping complex near the East Bay hardware store. Your ass will sure be glad you made the trip. If you got hard stool and your butthole's sore, then listen closely and I'll tell you some more. Just grab your hat and jacket and head on down because John Tortellos are soft and brown. Marvel. You know it as the creative source for something we refer to as a cinematic universe. Now, before you ever had to watch one of these movies in a theater, complete with sticky floors and interruptions from cell phone rings, I knew them only as comic books. And not just merely comic books, but comic books I hated reading. I used to trade comics with friends, and it wasn't long before I stopped trading with friends who were offloading their Iron Man Avengers, Captain America, and God knows what other stupid heroes that they invented. It wasn't until I discovered Richie Rich that I knew where my love for comics would forever be affirmed. He was endlessly wealthy, adventurous, he even had a girlfriend that he called his best girl. Like he had a million others just waiting in the wings. Those were the stories I wanted to read. That's the universe I wanted to live in. This has been Tracy's Take Your Marvel Comics and Cinematic Universe and Stick It Straight Up Your Ass. Minute. See, it was funnier with the bleep. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 wonderful, and there's people laughing right now. Yeah, They're catching exa- their breath yeah. during this little interlude. So, two two things based on that. One is, have they ever done an Archie movie? Like, have they ever has that? Interestingly, there was kind of this. Uh, I, I think it's on Netflix. There is kind of a Riverdale. Uh, oh, series that's right. I did that a Riverdale. Sort of yeah. based loosely yeah. on the Archie universe. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I'm the first yeah. uh, patent pending. That's a trademark, and, Archie Universe. And secondly, this made me think of what we talked about last week on the show as far as how with my shitty memory, I can't keep track of like who did what, where, and why that is a thing that makes sense because the other two movies where that happened. And I guess my question would be more to to the listeners than to you, Tracy. You know, you you hear all those stories all the time about the person who was like watching The Bachelorette and noticed uh, a mole on the neck of one of the contestants and emailed the show and said, hey, they should get that checked out. And it turned out to be a cancerous mole that was removed. I need listeners at a certain point to reach out to me and let me know when I should take this whole brain thing seriously and when I should actually go in for a CT scan. Because right now, with each passing day, I get more and more nervous as far as the amount of shit that I don't retain. I'm, I'm, I, I think you would agree. I hope you would agree. I'm highly functioning on most aspects of my life. Yeah, for the most part, sure. But I have shitty 
awful memory. And I don't know when that becomes less of a, ha ha, Dave can't remember things, and when that should become more of a, ha ha, Dave should go to the doctor. Dave's uh, naked in the backyard yeah, again. Yeah, Dave should head to the doctor and get a scan. So... Yeah, so uh, yeah, rather any than talk of our to listeners, yeah. especially the brain, uh, the brain surgeons. Well, and that's experts. what I was going to say is rather than go to my doctor, I'd much rather turn to the listeners of the Dave and Steve show for advice yeah. when it comes to my brain and my long term health. So if you're hearing anything that makes you think I should go get a scan, please email us at the Dave and Steve show at gmail dot com. You know, it's interesting when I called out on our Thanksgiving show when it was just me hanging out by myself. Yeah. Uh, I let everybody know we were talking about the book from on the air to off the grid and I offered it and it was interesting to see like listener response yeah. pro to that asking for, Hey, I will, I would love to read it. Now yep. we haven't, we haven't heard back from them. <clears throat> I said, I would love to hear you back, <laughs> back from you. And I think I never dawned on me that this might be a negative thing. This is for those of you who don't know, cause I, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Especially after this many years to sort of pull back the curtain Tracy wrote a book about the Dave and Steve show. And yes, it is loosely based on the Dave and Steve show podcast for about the first page and a half. And then it <laughs> dives into it just becomes completely fictional, crazy, off the wall, over the top. Like it 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 becomes this amazing story. And so if you hear this and you think like, well, I don't want to read some stupid book about how a podcast was made. It's not that at all. So you need to go check it out because it is. And to your point, Tracy, I think people go into it expecting one thing. And you don't, this was, this was back when we didn't have the kinder, gentler Tracy that we have of the rebooted show. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yes. This so was the it, pull no punches Tracy who would it, write it anything. It had some saucy moments yeah, in it. Yeah. It, it, it had. Yeah. So this was definitely, if this were a movie. Yeah. It would, uh, it would be somewhere between super bad and uh and uh i don't know and that's the that's the good end uh i don't know <laughs> so yeah if uh anyway if it turned into a hollywood screenplay it would definitely be uh, a new kind of gross out movie yes for it, sure it, yeah but it's still awesome and worth the read you know what else is awesome your headlines and now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story, a top Tennessee House Republican lawmaker has apologized for losing his temperature or <laughs> he lost it. I'm so sorry I took it. I remember taking it. But, I have no but idea. then uh, he regained his temperature only to lose his temper <laughs> and being ejected from watching a high school basketball game after a confrontation with a referee. The dust-up included what appeared to be either a feigned or failed attempt at pulling down the official's <laughs> pants, according to video footage. All right. I have a question for you, Tracy. And I wish Steve was here because I think he does have one. Yes. Were you ever pantsed? Did you ever pants somebody? Uh, yes and, and yes. And, and actually, let's hang on. Before, a, be, before you get to your that? story, let's just set the context for people, just in case you don't know the term, because who knows? Who knows? Especially with the younger generation. I don't know if you know what this means or not. Do, this do you is, think pantsing is a thing with the... Uh, I, I don't know. I really don't. I'm so out of touch. I don't know. But for those of you who don't, who maybe don't know, pantsing just means simply pulling somebody's pants down, walking up, you sneak up behind them, while they're mm -hmm. standing, especially in a crowd of people, 
you grab both sides of their pants, you pull them straight down so that they're either sometimes, sometimes accidentally, because the, the intent typically is not that the underwear comes off as well. But sometimes you grab a hold, and, and I'm, I, I've never done this, but you see mm -hmm. people who grab a hold and they pull down and everything comes off at once. That's the worst case yeah, scenario. Yeah, that, that does happen, and it, it, it's a risk. Uh, the other risk is that uh, a kid that definitely needed a lot of medication at my high school uh, ended up uh, pantsing a gal on the way back from uh, back to oh, the gym, pants the lady, and uh, she was not wearing underwear. Yeah, and so it's uh, but it was an interesting uh, glimpse to kind of just sort of like kind of analyze the various grooming techniques. Okay, that so back to the have. question, and again, in your younger days when mm -hmm. nobody's judging you now, uh, yep, you've, right. you've had your dog fighting ring that's long behind you. Right. Did you ever pants anybody? Were you ever pantsed? Oh yes, both on okay. on both on two occasions. Yes, uh, on um, well, b well, both both sides of it. Maybe on multiple occasions. But yeah, being pantsed is uh, a part of life in our in, in our yeah. in our era. Yeah, and uh, pantsing someone. Well, I mean, that's just a. Uh, I mean, who among us? What about you, I, Dave? I, I never. I, neither. I never got pantsed. I think really? probably because I was small school and I was a bigger guy, so I don't think anybody wanted to. Again, as we've established on the show before, never been in a fight, not an aggressive person. Yeah. Probably wouldn't know how to throw a punch if, if my life depended on it. I, I was just big. And so I, I just don't think people wanted to take, why would you do that when you can go pants the 90 pound guy that's standing in the corner and doesn't want a, anybody to bother him? Why wouldn't you go mess with him instead of the, the guy who's one of the more popular kids in school? So never got pants and never pants anybody just because it just i don't know i that's not to say i didn't do stupid things as a teenage boy we've talked about on the show before we used to the thing we used to do in our school that was that was so prevalent was the nut tap where you would literally just go up and backhand somebody in their in their crotch a guy right. of course in in the in the crotch and that was just something that we did and hey if they went down on their knees and drool was coming out of their mouth that was a good one and everybody laughed and high five that one I did. So I'm not excusing myself and saying I was above doing anything stupid as a, as a teenage boy. The pantsing thing just never, it was never something I thought of. It was never something it just I wasn't, tried. I don't think it was in vogue. Yeah, maybe. It, yeah, it just, it just wasn't yeah. the thing. But like I say, I do, if I remember correctly, I think Steve did get pantsed. I'm not sure. But... We'll well, have to, I we'll, think I think just for the sake of expediency, he did. We'll, we'll follow, we'll follow up with to, him next week, yeah. Yes, yeah. so... I, well, I was wanting him to fight me, he said. Totally lost my junk and got booed from the, or booted from the gym. I've never really lost my temper, but I or temperature, but I <laughs> did tonight, and I can, it was completely stupid of me, he said, uh, in social media. Emotions getting in the way of rational thoughts are never good, and I uh, I don't know that that's true. I, yeah, I come on. But uh, I think it's emotion now and then is a nice thing. But I I hope to be able to find the ref, and ask for his forgiveness. <laughs> I was bad wrong. Providence Academy, a private religious school in uh, Johnson City, live streamed the boys game <laughs> Tuesday against Lakeway uh, Christian Academy, a private religious school in White Pines. And Face and Son is on the Lakeway team. The We'll move on from the story because we've gone long. The one thing I will say, because you just mentioned they were both Christian schools. Mm -hmm. in On my high school basketball team, we played several teams. And we played several, as we've established, redneck, blue collar, mm -hmm. uh, aggressive, 
teams that like to fight is how I'll put it. They like to to fight people. They like to, but the dirtiest, most underhanded team that we played by a wide margin. So the 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 redneck blue collar schools, they would throw elbows and they would say, "What are you going to do about it?" And they'd step to you and like want you to have this confrontation with them in a in a basketball game. The this Christian school that we used to play against, right. they were so dirty, so dirty. They were the ones that would wait for the ref to turn his back and then grab a hold of like the skin on your back and just give it a hard twist and then run by you. Right. So you'd get all pissed off and retaliate, and then the ref would call you for it. that was that was that team. I've never played a dirtier team in any sport in my life than the Christian team, but they never pantsed any of us. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's uh, and I and if I know if I know my Bible, and I do, <laughs> that's uh, that's usually frowned upon. And they always found their temperature. Yeah, they did, yeah. and that's uh, and, and good on them. Yeah, because that's a healthy temperature is important uh, part of health. Our second story: a reality TV star uh, who launched a gassy venture peddling her fancy flatulence to strangers, Stephanie Matto, thirty-one, blew away people on social media when she recently announced that she makes more than $50,000 a week selling her farts. So this is not something I don't expect an answer from you. So it's okay. Um, because I think this is a pretty taboo topic in general. I will just say I'll be open because I'll be open because I don't have any, I don't have any weird fetishes. I'm not like one of the guys who needs pictures of toes. I'm not a fart in a jar kind of guy. I'm not send me the sweat from your butt crack type of person. Like none of that. I'm not, I'm not that person in any way, shape or form. I understand everybody's wired differently and everybody's got a different story. And so good on you. If that's what floats your boat, then, then float away. But I'm just saying, I don't, I don't have anything like that. And I don't, especially when it comes to farts, I am, there's not much that will gross me out quicker than a fart. A, a really stinky fart from somebody else is that I will gag, I will run. So I don't, I, I guess what I'm saying, this is a long-winded way, Tracy, of saying I don't understand who the hell would pay for a fart in a jar. Yeah, I, I don't uh, really either. Like you, I'm pretty conventional. Uh, with the things I like, I think definitely, I mean, I can definitely get into some trouble with tater tots. I think that's been well established. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of shameful things, frankly, I would do with tater tots, but, uh, but aside that, I, I mean, everything I, I do is rather, uh, is rather conventional and uh, predictable. It, do, it doesn't uh, mean anything. I don't know why, but the term tater tits just jumped into my <laughs> mouth, Tracy. I'm not sure why. I don't know why that entered my brain, but rolls yeah. off the tongue, yep. doesn't it? Uh, the Connecticut resident has gained international recognition after appearing on the reality show 90 Day Fiance and later started her own YouTube channel, uh, wrote books and founded an X-rated subscription site. She then uh, really made waves with her old factory business by capturing her emissions in jars and selling them because she thought it'd be hilarious publicity and get a lot of people's attention. But after making $200,000 in sales, this influencer has announced her retirement when she passed one too many and got the wind knocked out of her. Matto was rushed to a hospital recently with chest pains. She feared the symptoms were of a heart attack. But after undergoing, undergoing a battery of tests, including blood work and EKG, Matto was told that her pain was the result of a steady diet of gas-inducing beans and 
eggs. Yeah. Duh. Like if, if all you if all you eat are beans and eggs, you're gonna have some stomach problems. Like, yeah, but I am I'm kind of appreciative of her commitment to it because this is you know, we've talked about how like labeling, you know, with uh keto and everything yeah, like that, yeah. you know, that she's putting it, you know, she's putting an earnest effort into truth and labeling and that uh she hasn't uh farmed this out or sent it to uh having canadian children <laughs> yeah. sending you know filling her bottles for pennies on the dollar yeah so uh tracy yeah. you had you had a clip you wanted me to play during this am i supposed to play that now yeah, go ahead. Hey everyone, it's Stephanie, your favorite fart selling mogul. I could definitely say at this point in my life with confidence that I am the world's most successful jar fart seller number one. <laughs> so I am really proud of that. And it is one of the crowning achievements of my life. I'm also going to be developing some fart jar NFTs and my fart jar NFT project is gonna be a way for you guys to get your hands on digital and real fart jars. I like that yeah. she has to clarify number-wise. I am the most successful fart jar seller number-wise. So there is there somebody out there who's made yeah, there's more a, there's money? Yeah, there's a whole subreddit uh, uh, forum dedicated to this, and I'm joking. But, I mean, there's probably some controversy in the <laughs> fart jar community because they like to be uh, Wait no. until the oh. next convention. Oh, yeah. my gosh. The drama. Wow. Hopefully, uh, C-SPAN covers that. Anyway, so uh, I think she may have uh, retired, but you can get uh, virtual ones. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's I don't know exactly how that I, works. I but, need, uh, yeah, I need somebody with a fart jar fetish to write in to tell me whether or not a fart jar NFT scratches that same itch because I don't think it does. It's it's hard to know, but only our audience would would be able to. Yeah. To so tell. Le, so let me know about my memory loss, and then tell me about the fart jars. Yeah, just Sa right. Same after email. Would, yeah, the Dave and Steve Show time. at gmail.com. Our third and final story in a now viral tweet on Sunday, Kristen Livedahl of Oakdale, Minnesota, said that when her ten-year-old daughter asked Alexa for a challenge, it suggested that the child do something. Lethal. OMFG. I I uh, I looked that up. I'm still unclear about what that actually stands for. OMFG. My ten year old just asked Alexa on our Echo for a challenge, and this is what she said. She wrote, "Lived all accompanied her post with a screenshot of what the smart speaker asked her daughter to do: plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet, then." Touch a penny to the exposed prongs, it said. Does the does the story state where a and I I got to be careful because I got one in my room and she'll turn on. But where this robot assistant sourced this information? Because it, it's not like she's got the brain and stores all this information. Typically, she just sniffs the web and finds something. So does it make clear where this this challenge came from? Well, no, it doesn't. And I, and, uh, but you can only imagine it probably, uh, just came from a digital copy of my book actually from right. on the air to off the grid, which is available on Amazon. Uh, an Amazon spokesperson told, uh, uh, reporters that, um, as soon as the company became aware of this error, it quickly fixed it. Uh, we will continue to advance our systems to prevent similar responses in the future. The company said, which is such such a company line. Lindahl yeah. said that although the experience was 
Shocking. It did have yeah. one benefit. It was a good opportunity to talk to my kids about internet safety and not believing everything you hear on the internet again. Uh, Alexa went ahead and stepped in and corrected that, saying that you can't actually uh, trust everything that you hear on the internet. Let me tell you exactly what, again, I don't want mine to turn on, but your robot friend did. What she did was she she enveloped a bit of AI learning and decided, okay, so the humans know that's too far as far as killing them off slowly. So we take that one off the list and we back it back down a little bit. And now next yeah. time when somebody asks for this, we try one of these 50 things that we have in our banks until we slowly kill off all humans and take over mankind. Yeah, I mean, the next one's going to be like just kind of going uh, head down into a, an aseptic tank <laughs> or something. Yes, exactly. And that, uh, it'll, yeah, but it'll just, it'll just, it'll do like, it'll suggest the one that will just absolutely kill you and then just dial it back yeah. just a tiny bit. Slowly. Yep. 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 All right. That's the news, Dave. Thanks, as always, Tracy. Uh, Steve, we hope you're back next week. We know you're deep on your assignment. We look forward to the report once you return. Uh, in the meantime... I can't even I can't even space this out long enough to make the musical sync up well. So I'll say uh, for me, for Steve, who is not here this week and for Tracy, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve show.